I've spent a lot of time reading the scriptures about daughter Zion. And I'm going to share one thing with you that I read. It said, the Old Testament frequently speaks of Israel as a bride. It is God himself who espouses Israel as his bride, taking her from her abandonment and humble origin, her fornication and prostitution, and purifying her to be his. For example, in Hosea chapter 2, verse 19 to 23, God says to Israel, I will betroth you to, to me forever. I will betroth you to me in righteousness and in justice, in steadfast love and in mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness and you shall know the Lord. Daughter Zion refers, of course, to Israel. Our Blessed Mother also shows us that daughter Zion in the New Testament are all Christians. Yet, daughter Zion also refers to our Blessed Mother. And she is the daughter Zion par excellence. She is the one that's perfectly pure and holy and lives perfectly in God's will and gives him all glory and honor united to her son, Jesus Christ. There was one sentence then in the first message from September 25th, and the one sentence says this, the time of sorrow, the lament of daughter Zion is needed for the purification of the world. The first time I read that, I understood it to mean that the time of justice that has begun in the world will bring about a lament. And the Lord even had me read in the the scriptures, the book of Lamentations. And this lament God is going to use to purify the church and the world. But I felt as I continued meditating these words from the Lord, that there was another meaning for the mothers of the cross. The time of sorrow, the lament of daughter Zion is needed for the purification of the world. If we ponder this sentence, seeing daughter Zion as our blessed mother, the lament of our blessed mother, the mother of sorrows. The mother of sorrows is our patroness. It's our mother. It's she is the one the mothers of the cross are called to be one with. The Lord has formed us as victim souls to live, especially as women, the sorrows of our feminine maternal hearts as one with the lament of our blessed mother. And the Lord has made promises to us in the church from the beginning. This is so much the life of St. Faustina that this union of sorrows with our blessed mother 
in the perfect love and sacrifice of love of Jesus Christ is a holy cry to Abba Father, and he hears this cry and blesses it. So our Lord is also telling us, as mothers of the cross, your time of sorrow united to the lament of daughter Zion, Our Lady, is being used to purify the world. And to believe this requires more and more from us perfect faith. Father Ron said something beautiful for those of you that weren't here in mass in his homily. Father Ron said to us that the woman in the gospel today that cries out and really honors our blessed mother as the mother of God, the one that nursed him. He said she represents all of us, the mothers of the cross. We are totally hidden in the gospel. She is not given a name. And that was significant because we don't stand out in a crowd. We look like every other ordinary woman. And yet the Lord is telling us that our hiddenness has great power. But the Father Ron said, this woman showed great courage. Because in the time of Jesus, for a woman to speak up is very unlikely. So this woman was moved by our Blessed Mother, and she spoke up and honored her. And then what the Lord says is very significant because he blesses her. But in blessing a woman that doesn't have a name, he is blessing all of us, the holy women of God that go unnoticed, unappreciated, unseen, And the Lord says, all who listen to the gospel, to the word of God, are my family, my sons and daughters. So what he's saying is that we, too, with our blessed mother, are blessed. And that's very beautiful because that's part, a big part of the vocation of a mother of the cross is our nothingness. It's our hiddenness. It's our not, nothing spectacular about us, right? So let us enter the sorrows because we are now living the second nail of crucifixion. The emotion of sorrow has been with us from the beginning of love crucified as the Lord began to take us through this path of transformation as one in his sacrifice of love. And I had an experience. The Lord always gives me a a concrete experience of everyday life to share with you, to teach, right? So this past week, the Lord permitted a piercing in my heart that brought me profound sorrow. And of course, immediately I entered that sorrow with Christ. But now living the second nail, When I went to prayer, I began to process my sorrow with Jesus, 
through him, with him and in him, and to look at my sorrow. And I got an illumination, a discovery that the Holy Spirit showed me. He showed me my sorrow is not totally pure. It's tainted with self-love. In my sorrow, I saw that I was very sorrowful because my desire and my expectation wasn't being met. So it was still more about me. But then there was a greater discovery for me through the grace of God, where he allowed me to see that deep within that sorrow was something very hidden that I didn't wasn't even aware of until God gave me the light to see it. Fear. And I was amazed because the emotion of fear is one I've spoken to you about. And it's as if the Lord in my personal life is showing me how much fear is really hidden and very subtle within my heart and what an obstacle it is to pure love. So I came in contact with a fear that I think many women have. And the fear was not being protected and defended. And that fear is actually what fed the desire to be protected and defended. I feel many times in the mission God has given me that I'm alone and there isn't anybody really there to to defend and protect. So I feel as a woman, totally vulnerable to being hurt. And I can't tell you, my sisters, when I understood my sorrow and I understood the fear and how those fears led to the desire, it was such a freedom of God. So when we see our emotions and we don't react from them and we process and give our emotions to Christ to live them according to his will, What does that mean for this specific example I'm giving you? What was the Lord asking me to do? What kept coming to my heart in prayer was the teaching we had a few years ago on the um, blood transfusion, the transfusion of blood. So I would go to mass and every mass I've been bringing the Lord my sorrow. But my sorrow tainted. This is my misery. More and more true humility, like Saint Faust, the Lord taught St. Faustina, and it's been so prominent in our community, is coming to be totally transparent before God where we live seeing. So it was so beautiful for me to see that even my sorrow <laughs> is not pure sorrow. But the, the freedom... The joy that I felt was, this is what the Lord asked. He said to St. Faustina, bring me. You haven't brought me the one thing that is totally yours, your misery. 
So I go to mass every day now, this week, and I've been saying, my Lord, receive my misery, receive this sorrow that's contaminated with my self-love and fear. And as a spouse, as a bride, I open myself. We're the receptors. I open myself. And when I receive Holy Communion, that's the blood of Christ. The blood is what has the power to wash us and make us a perfect bride. And I say, my Lord, your blood is has all the power. Wash me, wash my sorrow in you. Make it pure in Mary to Abba, our father. What does that do? It's so pleasing to Jesus because we're so transparent. We're so real. We're not hiding no longer like Adam and Eve from the Lord. We can expose ourselves totally to our beloved spouse. And that is so pleasing. The mercy of God just flows when we can live in the beauty of bringing to God our misery, because then we can just be filled with his mercy, his blood and water that flows, the Holy Spirit from his heart. It lifts us. So all of a sudden, I've been all these years uniting my sorrows with the Lord, but this is the first time in all these years that I've been a mother of the cross. That I have given the Lord my sorrow contaminated. <laughs> I had never seen my sorrow so contaminated. But then I received the blood transfusion. <laughs> I could say, okay, here it is. <laughs> and the Lord could wash me. And that is joy. That's peace. That's love. That's union. That is how we're called to live the second nail of crucifixion. Sorrow is a very important emotion for mothers of the cross. It's the powerhouse of our prayer in Christ crucified with our blessed mother. And I'm going to read to you again. What I've written about sorrow, that'll it for the second nail of purification. Jesus, the man of sorrows, and Mary, the mother of sorrows, live the emotion of sorrow in pure love as a holy incense to the Father for us. Their sorrows are a total gift of self. For our sake. In the sacred heart of Jesus. Consumed in the fire of the Holy Spirit. Jesus and Mary's sorrows. Are the purest human expression of divine love. A love that suffers for the other. Solely for love. A sadness that desires solely the good of the other. Pure love on earth is united to sorrow. They are inseparable. This sorrow becomes the prayer of pure suffering that reaches and glorifies the Father 
and God listens to this prayer and blesses it. He hears the cry of the poor. So the more we unite our sorrow, but now in the second nail, really look at our sorrow in Christ and see, like I did, the fear, the desires that are still attached. Then I could pray for this soul. My Lord, grant me the grace to more and more in you be a gift solely for the other. That is more and more growing in pure love, that we become a gift. That is the beauty of a victim soul for their sake. That is the prayer of Jesus in chapter John 17 of the scriptures. Jesus prays, Abba, glorify me that I may glorify you. And Jesus prays, and for their sake, sanctify me that they may be sanctified in truth. The prayer of a mother of the cross and missionary of the cross is, Abba, I sanctify myself in Christ through him, with him, and in him. And for their sake, souls, sanctify them in truth. Take this sorrow, my Lord. And now Abba receives my sorrow, but purified. And Abba blesses. And that's why the Lord is telling us now, as the world enters this time of justice, that God is raising up his saints of these times. And God is saying, pray to the Father. Appease his justice, bring down through the prayer of Christ and Mary with the church, the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the triumph of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the triumph in souls. This has to be more and more our prayer, my sisters. That's why our Lord, in this last message on the Feast of St. Faustina, he called us, especially the women, to a life of intense prayer and silence. He brought us from Italy, this icon of our mother of silence. It's a gift for us to remind us the intense prayer is this prayer, especially of our emotions as women but lived in and through Christ for his glory. Our Lord said to us, our cross, it's so significant. The Lord said, do not put the body, the corpus on the cross. Because when Abba Father looks down and he sees us wearing this cross, what he sees is our bodies crucified on this cross. That's why this cross is so important, so important to wear it. It's our, it's our wedding ring with our Lord. It's a constant reminder when we put it on every morning, who we are, our identity, our mission. So that's the same with our prayer. And how beautiful as we enter the purification of our emotions to live this way. I'm going to finish with the sent two sentences the Lord specifically in his last message said to the mothers of the cross. Believe 
in the power of your prayers with supplications and tears. Speak to the mothers of the cross. The Lord's asking me. That's why I'm speaking to you this way today. About their power as one with the mother of God. And call them to intense prayer and silence. I call you, my sisters, to to ponder what I sent you. I invite you to not read the words God gives us but to unwrap them, to spend a great deal of time with them, discovering for yourselves, not always dependent on me giving you the discoveries, but there's a beauty when we discover for ourselves in the light of God. And it's as if in a new way it becomes ours. And I think all of us need need to do that. And, And that is to give God honor and glory. Because I'm a nothing, you know, I, I'm a humble servant, but I need to be responsible for the mission God has placed. But each of you need to take responsibility and, and really embrace the words of the Lord and embrace how he has formed us as his victim souls. For more information on the path to union with God, please visit the Love Crucified Community website at www.lovecrucified.com. God bless you.